0: Hey, how you doing? My name is Michael. Mike, whatever you (laughs) want to call me. I think we've had this conversation before. I'm your host. This is the FBTV podcast. We try to get together at least once a week and uh, talk about different things affecting the transportation industry among uh, other things as well. If you are tuning in for the first time, you found the podcast on our YouTube channel. Oops, sorry, I was taking a drink of coffee. If you found our podcast on the YouTube channel, understand that the podcast is not one of our videos where we ripped the audio and and called it a podca- podcast. This is a true podcast. It's a whole different content. But uh, And you can find the podcast on your favorite podcast podcast app, be it iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, whatever your favorite podcast app is, uh, you'll, you'll find us on there. Matter of fact, I, the podcast server we are using, I think they've submitted to our, the podcast, the FBTV podcast, to uh, uh, podcast uh, apps I didn't even know existed. So you're going to be able to find us pretty much anywhere, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be on your favorite app. If not... Well, let us know, and we will make sure we get the FBTV podcast on that app. Uh, before I get, oh, how do you let us know? Where you write us? Send me an email. <clears throat> send us an email. Uh, you can send the email to fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. dot matter of fact, while I'm talking about emails, let me find this email, see if I can share anything with you. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Keith uh, gave us a shout-out. Keith, glad you did. Glad we had a little bit of a conversation via email. Seems like a good guy. He said, I found your videos yesterday on YouTube by searching how freight brokers find freight. Now, he goes on to say he's a former driver, 25 years, been a freight broker agent for the last seven-plus years. Now, the reason I'm sharing this, well, hey, if you write, we're going to share. but. Uh, but we're not going to give out any personal information, you know, such as your last name or email addresses or anything like that. Okay. But uh, Keith says he has a decent stable of business in varying industries, different types of trailers, uh, mostly dry van, flatbed hot shot and reefer. But he says right now they're kind of slow, which is to be expected. Okay. 2018 does mention 2018 was a great year, which we all know. (laughs) Okay. Uh, but he was looking for ways to drum up freight and, uh, came across our videos and felt compelled to, uh, shoot us a note, uh, pretty much, uh, patting us on the back. Uh, I just wanted to drop you a note, say thanks and, uh, go from there. And we appreciate that, but I- I'm bringing this up for a couple of reasons. One, we appreciate the note. Hey, Keith, we, we appreciate you checking us out and, Uh, I know you found us on YouTube I sure do hope you subscribed (laughs) but anyway that's neither here nor there but the point the reason I'm bringing this up is simply because Keith has been in the business he's been an agent for seven plus years and he's still out there trying to find new ways to find freight this is what a lot of new brokers don't understand, this this prospecting thing, looking for new customers. It's, it's never-ending, okay? It just doesn't stop. Even the people that are making six-digit incomes working as a freight broker agent, they still take time to seek out new customers. Now, I will tell you this, the longer you're in the business, the easier it gets. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I, I uh, emailed Keith back, uh, sent him an email and I gave him three, you know, things that he might try. But I, I to be honest with you, seven-plus years experience, I kind of figured he, he knew those techniques. And he did. He brought me back, said, hey, thanks. But uh, been there, done that, got those T-shirts. So anyway, you, you try. You do your best you can. Now, Keith, if you're listening to this podcast, if you come across it, and I hope you are, I almost sent another email to you. Because you put in "hot shot," and I, if I would have thought about this bef- before I sent the first email, I would have included it in the first email. So I'm going to throw this out at you, okay? "Hot shot," "hot shot." Uh, traditionally, uh, started out with oil field, duly pulling a you know flatbed trailer doing oil field work, but it's gone on to, I uh, mean, a lot of other things as well today. "Hot shot," basically, it's not a big truck. It's going to be. Uh, A dually of some sort. It may not even be a dually as far as that goes. Maybe a little bit uh, uh, one up above a dually or whatever. But the point is, RV transport. That's all I'm going to say. RV transport. Now think about what a broker does. A broker is here to provide backhauls for a trucking company. Same thing with RV transport. If you can find units that need to be transported back toward Indiana area from anywhere, well, I'll let you take it from there. All right? Okay, coffee mugs. I, you know, I said I was taking a, a drink of coffee a little bit ago. Uh, before I go on to that, Keith, we I, I really appreciate you, and, and I hope you keep on watching our videos coming, and I hope you find the podcast and uh, add it uh, to... Uh, subscribe to it so you know anytime we do an update you'll get it but uh, we appreciate you keith really do okay coffee mugs i, I i'm telling you, okay well it's almost two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and uh, i i am still drinking coffee okay it's fall okay when we're doing this podcast uh, it's the first week in october it's it's fall and i'm trying to get into the fall mood but it's hard to when it's 90-something degrees out. <laughs> it's supposed to be dropping into the 70s. We're supposed to be finally getting into some fall weather here in the next week or so. I think today, tomorrow is supposed to be the last days of the really, really hot temperature, the summer type weather. And uh, it's it's really amazes me because usually by this time of the year, we are, hey, it wouldn't be uh, out of the ordinary to see some nights where it's, in the upper 40s. But we sure haven't been there yet. But coffee mugs. Let's talk about coffee mugs. If you go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, you're going to see we got a couple of coffee mugs there. Freight Broker TV coffee mugs. They're left or right-handed. It doesn't matter which hand. I was going to try to say the word, but I don't think I can. See, I told you I couldn't. Ambidextrous, right? Either hand. Either hand, you're going to have that logo, one of our logos facing out, so you can show your pride in FBTV so people know you support us. <laughs> you're with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm making too much of a little thing here, aren't I? But uh, coffee mug's available. You can order your FBTV, uh, FBTV coffee mug. They're 11-ounce mugs. Your choice of color, black or white. Uh, just go to our website at freightbrokertv.com. You can order them there. Let's talk about diesel for a minute. Diesel prices have fallen. U.S. average retail price of diesel slipped 1.5 cents to $3.06 a gallon. Oil fell to the mid-50s per barrel. You know it wasn't that long ago. At least it don't seem like it. I remember those oil prices were up there around $100 a barrel or more. Trucking's main fuel cost... 24.7 24.7 cents less than it did a year ago. All regions saw the average price fall except... Yeah, you fill in the blank. You already know, don't you? If you've got any experience at all in transportation or if you live in this state, <laughs> you know. All regions saw the average price fall except... California. Hmm. Wow, where it was unchanged. At $3.97 a gallon. Holy smoke, man. $3.97. You know, when I used to drive, you'd always fill up in Kingman, Arizona. You never wanted to buy fuel in California because it was always going to be super stupid high. You know, super stupid high. And just a quick note... (laughs) Uh, you know, the governor signed the NCAA thing this week, where they uh, they can uh, the athletes, uh, college athletes, can uh, start getting paid. Uh, I'm not, I'm not on, I'm am not in that, I'm not on that side. I, I think amateur should be amateur, and that should be should be it. Actually, I wasn't a real big fan of pro athletes going to the Olympics, kind of. I always thought the Olympics were supposed to be for amateur athletes, not pros. Although, you got to admit, it was fun to watch the Dream Team back in the day with Jordan and all them guys, Bird and McHale and whoever else was on it. Okay, we're on the subject of fuel taxes. Or not fuel taxes, we're on the subject of diesel price, which brings us to fuel tax. Arkansas, October 1st. Arkansas is my home state, by the way. Diesel fuel tax in Arkansas shot up 6 cents a gallon. 28.5 cents per gallon is fuel tax in Arkansas now. Now, I will give credit where credit's due. This is the first fuel tax increase in the state of Arkansas in 20 years. Some could say, yeah, a little overdue, a little late. I'm not one of them I I, I, <laughs> I think we're taxed to death. I think the governments local state, federal they're doing nothing but just seeking out ways to find money any way they can I mean Arkansas they uh, if you got an electric car or vehicle in Arkansas whatever they call them hybrids or whatever hey. Congratulations, you just won a $200 a year tax because you've got an electric vehicle. <laughs> they want their money. Now, let's back up a little bit. Let's, let's look at the big picture here. Okay, I understand that Arkansas, it's been 20 years since they had a tax increase on fuel. I get that. Okay, it's been a long time. And yeah, like I said, it's probably a bit overdue, but how many how many trucks do you think... Okay, remember I said a moment ago how we always filled up in Kingman, Arizona before we went into California if I was on 40. Point is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You didn't buy fuel in California. Too expensive. So we always filled up before we got to California. Okay, so we wouldn't have to buy any fuel in California. And if we ever did have to buy fuel in California, it was just enough to get us out of California <laughs> you know you never filled up in California now before I came on the air with the podcast I did some checking I was looking at the uh, pilot slash flying j truck stop page looking at the fuel prices now understand that we're in October the fuel tax in Arkansas has taken effect in Oklahoma Oklahoma fuel prices I'm talking diesel fuel here the lowest uh, in Oklahoma is two seventy three nine, while the highest was two ninety nine nine. Now we we come over here to the Arkansas truck stops, Pilot Flying J truck stops. That's that's what we're looking at here. Nobody else, but uh, Arkansas fuel prices range from two ninety five nine to three dollars and fifteen cents nine, three point one five nine. So, if I'm a truck driver, hmm, you're right, Oklahoma. I'm going to stop uh, probably at the uh, Pilot. If I'm coming across, well, you're going to be 40 anyway. If you come across 40, I'm going to stop at Pilot over there in Roland, Oklahoma. I don't want to up on that cheap fuel because I'm not going to buy any fuel in Arkansas. Now, you would think some of these politicians would kind of you know, think about that stuff before they tried to throw a six cent per gallon fuel tax on, them, on, on the trucking industry. But maybe they did, maybe they don't, but it sure don't sound like it. Sometimes it seems like they, you know, hey, let's jump off this cliff and we'll talk about it on the way down if it's a good decision or not. <laughs> I just don't think government should be run that way, do you? Oh, well, anyway, I thought you'd appreciate that. Hey, if you've got any questions, you want to make a comment, uh, you you, want to converse a little bit, we invite you to do so. You can email us at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. You can leave a comment on our YouTube channel. Or, uh... You can just ask any question you want by using any of the forms found on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com. If you've not been to our YouTube channel, hey, I, I encourage you to do that. Uh, we do Q&As. a matter of fact, our, our video this week was a QA and a video on our YouTube channel uh, where we answer uh, your questions uh, in the video. So, you know, you can check that out uh now if you go to our youtube channel really honestly we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe okay by subscribing to our youtube channel the more subscribers uh the more publicity we're going to get i I guess you know promotion from youtube Uh, we're going to be showing up you know on the front pages and you know better things are going to happen it's going to make it a more it's going to make it easier for us to keep continuing to do the the podcast as well as creating videos uh content on our youtube channel uh because you know it takes time uh the equipment we use it's uh it's not cheap (laughs) okay let's put it that way so if we can make a couple of bucks here and there you know by increasing our subscriber count hey we appreciate it okay Matter of fact, uh, just 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 FYI, when we hit 100 subscribers, get ready—the games will begin. Future contests are in the works, but we got to get to that 100 subscribers first. Matter of fact, when we hit that 100 subscriber first, the first prize will be announced and a winner will be selected. The prizes we're going to be uh, be given away right now, just the ones we have. In our storage closet, uh, they're valued anywhere from $15 to as much as $700. You heard right, $700 prize. Now, to be eligible for any of our future contests, you've got to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Keep watching our YouTube videos and keep listening to our podcast. As we get uh, closer and closer, more details are going to come out. Okay, let's talk about California. We've been talking about California here a little bit ago, about uh, fuel prices and stuff like that. Let's talk about the CHP, California Highway Patrol. Let's talk about their way stations out there. One place you do not want to get a ticket if you're a uh, CDL driver in a big truck is California. Those puppies can get real expensive real quick. Trekker story time. I was going over to Hatchby. I had made a delivery in Ontario, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to go through that grapevine and all that jazz. So I, I cut back up to Barstow in that area. Cut across, you know. Uh, got over there to uh, Tachby Going over the scale. The scale was open. I pulled in. Well, I had I had messed up. I, when I backed my trailer in, I had. to Take my tandems, get them all the way to the back. Well, there is a thing in California known as a bridge law, or there was at the time. And I had a 53-foot trailer with my tandems all the way to the back of the trailer. I was illegal. (laughs) And I got to meet the friendly DOT officer, CHP officers that were manning the way station that day. So, I had to bring in my logbook. I got, a, I got a, obviously a ticket for the bridge law, having my tandems all the way back. And they went through my logbook. And at the time, it was paper logs. And he's, he's the guy, that, that the officer, is going through my logbook, you know, well, it looks like you are uh, really out of hours here. Oh, no, I'm not. I knew I wasn't because that's one thing you, you knew. Anybody that goes into California, you know your logbook is right. You do not mess that up. That ticket can be really expensive. Well, what it was when he was totaling it out, okay, there's carbon paper that goes between the original and copy that stays in the logbook. Well, I had made, you know, total driving time for uh, one of the days in that uh, eight-day period was four hours. Four. Well, the little bar that connects the, the two ones it didn't come through on the carbon so it looked like 11 instead of four that makes sense and uh, we had a little discussion and i said no there's no way my logbook's wrong but anyway i was right but anyway chp they had a post on their facebook page here the other day <laughs> and uh, it's got it's garnered a lot of response Uh, We are getting lots of questions about the legality of bypassing the scales because traffic is backed up onto the freeway. We do our best to monitor traffic and shut down the scales when traffic is backed up. However, there is no, no being capitalized here, no provision in the California Vehicle Code that allows the driver to make the decision to bypass the scales because of traffic. Again, we're back to capital letters here, all caps. You are required to enter the scales, regardless of traffic conditions. I know many of you strongly disagree with this, but if you bypass the scales, you could get a ticket, which is misdemeanor. Well, you can imagine what kind of responses they got back. You know, hey, safety first. You know that. And, and, you know, I agree with that you know, CHP is out there to serve and protect. They are police. Matter of fact, I'm sure if you look at a CHP vehicle, somewhere on that vehicle, it's going to say to serve and protect. It's California. It might not, but I imagine it does. You got big trucks backed out on the highway. Let's talk about Cajon for a minute, dropping down into Riverside. Okay. First of all, you're coming down that hill And you're trying to keep your truck speed right so you don't heat up your brakes. You know, you don't lose your brakes. Last thing you want to do is lose your brakes going down Cajon. And uh, once you get down there, you see the traffic's backed up on the road. Now, granted, there's several lanes of traffic there, but that's a highly congested area. Matter of fact, there's not too many places in California that is not a highly congested area. You know, the last thing you want to do is be backed out in the highway with literally hundreds, if not thousands, of vehicles passing you going uh, 65, 70 miles an hour, if not faster. You know, the chances of somebody running up your rear end, you know, going under your DOT bumper, uh, increase a hundredfold. You, you know, you're, there's no place to go. You you are... If you're a truck, you are... If you're a truck, and you're grossed out at 80,000 pounds, you are literally a brick wall. If somebody runs into the back of your trailer, they're dead. I, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. You're a brick wall. So... I just thought that was interesting that... the CHP... really wanted to make an issue... Of uh, bypassing the scale. I'm sure what they're trying to get across is, hey, look, you know, this is the law. We have to enforce the law until it changes. This is the way it is, guys and gals. But uh, just sometimes the way DOT, CHP, police come across, it just kind of got that edge to it where you just don't take it the way maybe they meant it. You know what I mean? Well, if you're going out in California, you're a big truck. Hey, if you got to be backed out in the road, that's what you got to do. What you got to do? All right. I came across this story right before the podcast, and I haven't had a time to go through and edit it or anything like that. But uh, I thought it was important enough to bring up. This happened back in September 30th, 1978. I'll, I'll just tell you right now, I was 10 years old. And this only happened a, a couple hundred miles away from where I live. And that's why I got my attention, because I do not remember this at all. You would think, you know, there's things I remember at 10 years old, you know, big things that happen in life. You know, I, news occasionally that came up, you know, you remember that kind of stuff, you know, kind of like nine eleven or, you know, whatever. But uh, this I never heard about, and that's why I got my attention. Okay, September 30th, 1970, a sniper blew up a semi hauling 20 tons of dynamite, killing the driver. I thought, wow, you know, terrorist back then? No, this wasn't really a terrorist thing. You go back to the 1970 era, you got to think, uh, Teamsters. <laughs> Okay, this happened on I-44 near Springfield, Missouri. Two weeks prior to the incident, Teamsters Local 823 had gone on strike against Joplin, Missouri-based trucking company Tri-State Motors. I remember that company. But Tri-State Motors continued to operate in spite of the strike. So, what happened? September 30th, 48-year-old truck driver John Galt was operating a truck leased to tri tri-state motors and he was hauling a load of more than 20 tons of dynamite on I-44 headed toward a mining area in southeast Missouri. Shots were fired at his truck, triggering a massive explosion that shattered windows 12 miles away in Springfield. A crater that was 50 feet wide and 30 feet deep was left on I-44. I mean, I-44 at the time... it wasn't that old. <laughs> you know, it was pretty pretty new interstate. Matter of fact, it says... Uh, parts of the truck were found a quarter of a mile away from the explosion. Holy smoke. Obviously, the driver died instantly. Galt, uh... he was father of four, making his first run... for Tri-State Motors. Okay, now first run strike you get the picture but uh, seriously you know that that he shouldn't have died okay no one was no one else was killed or seriously hurt a witness came forward that uh, reported seeing shots fired from a car and gave police the license plate number police were able to track down this car and when they found it they found a 30 30 caliber rifle as well as a spent shell. Uh-oh. Two Tri-State Company drivers and Teamster members, Bobby Lee Schuler and Gerald Lee Bowden, both 29 at the time, were charged with second-degree murder. Bowden's wife, Sharon Lynn Bowden, she was also charged, but uh, it's not clear whether she was ever convicted. Schuler, he said that he had also fired at a flatbed Tri-State Motors truck traveling in front of Galt's Semi, but that he wasn't able to disable it. All they were trying to do was disable the truck. Had no clue that Galt was hauling dynamite. And, you know, I've thought about that, and I haven't looked it up, but I'm almost 99.9% sure... That uh, if you were hauling dynamite, you you had explosive placards on your truck even in 1970. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure uh, placards were out there in 1970. Uh, they just didn't look. They'd been drinking all day. They were out. They were out looking for tri-state motor trucks. They were out on the road doing their job, while they were on strike, so. Anyway, Schuler he got 99 years in prison. He was paroled after eight years in prison. uh, Bowden, he was also convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 10 years. And uh, he got out in 1975. So I just thought that was awfully strange, you know, Uh, because I I was living in the area. I I was living here. I was raised here in Arkansas. Joplin, Missouri is just 100 miles away from me, 125, 130, something like that. Springfield's not that far. I mean, it's next date up. You know, even if I was 10 years old, you'd think that uh, I would have heard about it. I'd, I'd remember it. But anyway. All right. FreightbrokerTV.com. That's our website. Don't forget, we got coffee mugs available on our website. Sure would like to see you order them. <laughs> order 10 of them. Order 20. Get, get, get some for your friends. <laughs> know somebody getting married? Hey, get them a complete set. You know, <laughs> okay, let's get off that. Don't forget if you got questions, email us. Uh, FBTV at freightbroker TV.com. FBTV at freightbroker TV.com. Leave a comment on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, or you can use any of the forms on our website and uh, you know just ask your question, it'll come to us and it'll be included in podcast and or on one of our YouTube videos. All right, very good. Well, exciting day. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another FBTV podcast, greatbrokertv.com. Hey, have a good day, unless you've made other plans. And Well, if you did, why?